Hi, this is Adam Carroll, host of the Build a Bigger Life podcast. In speaking and traveling all over the world, I meet some of the most interesting people. When I meet someone who embodies what it means to me to be the architect of their own life, I invite them to be on the show. The interview you're about to hear is one of these people, someone who's choosing life over lifestyle, pursuing more of what they love to do and less of what they have to do. The blueprint to get you doing more of what you love is available for download at buildabiggerlife.com. Now, on to the interview. Hey, Life Architects, Adam Carroll here with another repeat performance on the Build a Bigger Life podcast today. My returning guest is Diego Corzo. If you're a longtime listener, you may recognize Diego's story from the interview we did way back in 2015. So if you're new to the show since then, let me give you a little uh, upfront info on him. First, you have to know that Diego is 28 years old. He is a successful realtor in Austin, Texas, and owns 19 doors or units of rental property. Um, he's essentially financially free and that his passive income nearly outpaces what his monthly expenses are. And what you'll find out about Diego in the interview is he surrounds himself with really brilliant and driven people. And you're about to hear some of the secrets to making that happen. What you also need to know about Diego is he's protected under the Dreamer Act. As a DACA recipient, Diego is able to legally work, drive, and pay taxes in this country. But that was not always the case. His drive to succeed at life is summed up perfectly in the interview, and I always find Diego massively inspiring. This is a guy who has faced nearly every seemingly insurmountable obstacle in his life and figured out a way to get over, around, and through it. Diego talks a little bit about the Build a Bigger Life retreat, and to get a taste of some of the content, you too can check out buildabiggerlife.com. And just download the Life Architect Starter Kit called The Blueprint. This is a newly designed and super cool resource that will help you take the first three steps in the process. If you like it, that's just a minor fraction of what we cover at the retreats that will be held later this year in Sedona, Arizona and Destin, Florida. Check both of those out at buildabiggerlife.com forward slash retreat. We'd love to have you at one of those in the very near future. Now on to the man himself, a two-time TEDx talk speaker and all-around badass Diego Corzo. Diego Corzo, welcome to the Build a Bigger Life podcast. Hello, Adam. I am very excited to be here. I should say welcome back. You were you were one of my like first ten, I think, or first fifteen interviewees way, way, way back in the Wayback Machine, twenty fifteen was when that launched, but I interviewed you in 2014, and a lot has happened in the last four and a half to five years that I want to bring my listeners up to speed on. Um, you know the first question, Diego. What do you love about your life right now? Right now, I am excited, and I'm loving the potential opportunities that are coming my way um, due to all due to all the action that I have taken in this past year or so with my dreamer projects, real estate, and my potential speaking career as well. Yeah, it's amazing the amount of momentum you have right now. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and that's that's the correct word, the momentum. And if I take action the right way, it has a lot of potential. 
No doubt. So I want to I want to uh, sort of rehash where you were four and a half years ago. Some you know listeners that have been with me a while may remember your story, um, but it has evolved substantially since then. And I want to really bring everyone up to speed on that. Four and a half years ago, um, sort of tell us where you were in life in terms of your work, your investments, your mentality, all that stuff. Yeah. So in 2014, when we last talked and the the interview went live, I owned two or three properties and I just had started house hacking, which was I bought a home putting 5% down. Uh, rented, I bought a four bedroom home, rented out three rooms and lived for free because the rent payment from my roommates was paying for my mortgage. And the extra $300 went towards my car. So my car payments and all my living expenses were basically covered by other people. Wow. And then fast forward. Well, and then at that point, I was still working at General Motors as a software developer. Yep. So fast forward now to 2019, uh, just as a glimpse, I am 28. So it's been four, four years. I own 19 doors in real estate Jeez. and I've left corporate America, and now I'm a realtor full-time with Keller Williams. When we were talking back then, um, I was doing real estate part-time, and I was closing one to two homes maybe every 60 days or something like that. And uh, then now with my business partner, we closed six, last year we closed 65 homes. Wow. Dude, that's amazing. Um, the, The most amazing piece of that in my mind is how you went from two doors to 19 in that short amount of time. Is that, that seems like a very aggressive purchase plan for, for an investor to go from two to 19 in four years. Is it? Yeah, well, it, it was just, um, I, because of the people that I met, because of the mentors that I surrounded myself with, it became the norm where it was common that every time that I hung out with them, they were saying, hey, Diego, how many doors are you up to now? Or what is your passive income? Um, How many income streams do you have now? Mm -hmm. So it was always, if I was going to go see them or hang out with those guys, um, I needed to have something to say, not, oh, I went back or, hey, I'm slacking. It's like, no, I bought this many properties. Now I'm investing in this way and this way. Um, and then I just took advantage of the various opportunities that came with having no student loans because of my story, because of, because I have DACA and I'm a dreamer. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't get the privilege, quote unquote, to get into student debt. Um, but I also, because I eliminated all of my ma- basically fixed living expenses, everything that I was making was going towards investing in real estate. Right. Um, yeah, and, and I want to touch a little bit on the opportunities that that you have a for, you have afforded yourself through the challenges that you've experienced because that was that was kind of a key piece to the original interview. Um, but but let's dig into this a little bit more. You are you are a DACA you're a DACA recipient. You're protected under the Dreamer Act, which means mm-hmm. that you were brought here as a child, um, but don't have paperwork right as citizenship. Exactly. Um, but now because of, uh, president Obama's executive order, you, you have the ability to drive, to work, to do all of those things legally and you pay taxes. 
And I pay taxes, yes. Yeah. And every two years, I pay my $500. I go through biometrics exams. I tell them, I tell the government everything about me. And then they give me an extra two years to stay here yep. without getting deported. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Your story is, is really amazing, Diego, because of all the hardships that you went through to get where you are today. And, and if people go back to that interview, um, which the number will be in the show notes, but it, it's, um, it's, it's always fascinating for me to hear your story because of so many roadblocks and obstacles that you faced but you figured out a way to get around them and over them and through them. And today, you know, you're probably, I mean, I would put you in the top one or 2% of all 28 year olds in terms of income, freedom, you know, time, freedom, financial freedom, all those things. And yet there's still that outside chance that, that the government can say, Hey, sorry, dude, time's up. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's always that uncertainty that there's always that, like, we don't know what's going to happen. And that's probably why I've been so focused in like not increasing my net worth as example, as much as my passive income, because if for whatever reason I cannot work or I cannot drive, I still have that passive income that's growing. Yeah. Um, gives me that opportunity. So it's sort of like, it has pushed me towards, I have to think of different things than other normal people in their 20s wouldn't think of. I have to put myself, okay, what will happen if I cannot drive starting tomorrow? Yeah. And and are those questions prominent for you? Do you ask those questions or do you, you, when you are thinking through a scenario, six months, 12 months down the road, are those things in the forefront of your mind generally? They they have been, and that's why I systemized in in a way most of my real estate business as a realtor. I have a full time office manager, so yep. as a DACA recipient, I'm also creating jobs for Americans. Um, so I have a full time office admin takes care of all the paperwork and stuff like that. Now, funny thing, um, whenever. So my documents usually every two years I renew it, but sometimes unfortunate things happen and there's a window where my documents expire and then the new one comes. Yep. So the last time that it happened was in February, 2016 or 2017. And I, if I literally, if I, it was 2017 because Trump has just become the president and, uh, and my paperwork weren't coming. So for 30 days, 30 or 40 days, I had to get resourceful because I couldn't, if I drove and a cop stopped me or if I got into a car accident or something, yeah. I could have de- deported. So I had to get resourceful from that perspective. And it just happened that another agent in my office asked me to be their mentor. And I was like, dude, this is going to be great. You're going to be able to shadow me every single day. And I'm going to take you to lunch meetings with buyers, showing yeah. homes, closings, everything. And he sort of became my chauffeur. Yeah. And plus having my, plus having my full-time admin. And it really, it was so interesting because that month where I had the most uncertainty in my life, it was March or April, 2017. Sure. I made the most money that month in real estate. That's I awesome. don't know how it worked. Yeah. But it also took me to the perspective that 
at the end of the day, no matter how much money people make or no matter how much money I made, I still couldn't sleep well at night because mm-hmm. there was so much uncertainty, right? Mm-hmm. So sort of like, cool, it may have been 40K, which is what I made that, that month. Yeah. Um, it could have been 60, it could have been 20. And I, there's still that fear. So right. it was interesting how it happened. It, you know, it's, it's funny, you, um, you like exhibited or, or uh, leveraged this, this thing that my dad has always said. He, he told me one time, don't make a feeble ask, make a powerful offer. And a feeble ask would have been, hey, could you drive me around for a month you know, while my papers get sorted out? But the powerful offer was, uh, you can learn, you can shadow me for an entire month. You can, um, you're going to come to every single one of these things and you get to be more productive on the phone and closing deals and all that. So that's very cool. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the story and, and how you've told the story over time, because I know at one point when DACA was in jeopardy, um, you had posted uh, a Facebook post and it was really about how much you paid in taxes, I think was the gist of the post. And it was pretty yeah. prominent. I mean, it was, it was a lot of money. And, and the, the essence of it was, listen, I'm, I'm a dreamer. I'm protected under this. I am a tax-paying citizen, though I'm not a citizen. So it prompted this. Uh, you, tell, you tell us what it prompted. It was like a call to Congress and all sorts of things, right? What happened after that? Facebook post. Yeah, so so I shared I shared that post the day after supposedly the DACA program was going to get terminated. Fortunately, it hasn't. Yeah. Um, but I shared it, and it just went viral from the perspective. It got shared uh, close to a thousand times. It had fifteen or sixteen hundred comments, and I was getting messages from people and both people that were supportive of it. Because I shared how I was a 26-year-old, I paid over $28,000 in taxes. At that point, I had eight properties, and I was I was giving um, I was giving opportunities to Americans to work for me, and um, and so that got me on Fox News Austin that weekend, hmm. and from there it began to get me into different places like Entrepreneur.com, CNN Money, um, Forbes. And I even got the call from the organization that's led by Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates called Forward.us. And they invited me to fly to Washington, D.C. to speak with congressmen and see, to push them basically to create some sort of legislation Mm. for a solution for the dreamers. And I went there first to talk to them. And then I was chosen to give give like a two-minute testimonial on my story, uh, which was super cool because it also got like 130,000 views. And then as we were filming part of that, I get invited to give a press conference with a congressman. And it was just epic because I had no, like, I wasn't expecting that. And right. I, we had to write down the speech right like that same night for the next day. Right. And they asked, have a speech ready? And I was like, no, you just told me I'm giving a press conference tomorrow. Um, so it was just a great experience and that coming out from that perspective and sharing my story as a dreamer and all of that has given me a lot of different opportunities, um, to share my story and inspire other DACA recipients to not give up to now I've been able to share that story on two or three TEDx talks now. It's amazing. 
Um, and I've, I watched the TEDx talk that's now available up uh, out there on YouTube, which I think has close to 3,000 views. And it's only been out there for, for a handful of weeks at this point. So I'm sure this, this TED talk will go viral, Diego. It's, it's an amazing, uh, just like emotional ride of what you went through and have gone through um, in your life thus far to get where you are. Yeah. You, you have this really cool philosophy, and I think you mentioned it on the TED talk about when the door of opportunity closes. Talk about that. Yeah, so my my whole life, there's been always obstacles, right? It's always been that at 16 years old, I found that I couldn't drive. At 18, I found that I couldn't get student loans. At 19, I found that I couldn't legally work. And always all of these obstacles, uh, but I've always had the mindset that if the door of opportunity is closed, I go through the window. So I always find a way to get to my goals, to get to what I want. Love and that. that has always given me that like extra edge of resourcefulness so that instead of asking me my, instead of asking myself, oh, I can't do it is more, how can I do it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you, it seems like you've become a master at asking that question, how can I do it? And then figuring out a way, whether it's financing, you know, door number 16 or, or paying for school, you've always found a way. What part of that is the people you're surrounding yourself with? It has been the, <clears throat> it has been the people that I'm surrounding myself with, but also the events that I invest on. So yeah. for example, Tony Robbins going to UPW or Day with Destiny has been a great um, a great environment to put myself in. Yep. Because through his through his um, conferences and what, what I've learned from him, it's all about the power of the quality of the questions, right? Yes. So instead of asking myself why is why is this happening to me and taking the victim mentality. Yep. I begin to ask myself, why is this happening for me? And begin to be more resourceful, right? So if my documents, if they didn't come, I'm like, oh, why is this happening to me? Now I can't drive, I can't work, I'm not going to make any money. I went, okay, why is this happening for me? This agent just asked me that he wanted me to mentor him. I'm, gonna, I'm going to mentor him and he's going to come for me the whole way. I'm going to be able to execute the way that I like to and he's yep. going to benefit so that for me always leads me to answering questions the right way. Yeah. Um, so other than Tony Robbins, what else, where mm-hmm. else would you say have been, uh, you know, major yeah. events or <clears throat> impacts on your life? Yeah. The, the other thing for me has been going to mastermind events and surrounding myself with people that are at a higher level that I am. Yeah. And connecting with them. It hasn't been easy, but for example, one of the mastermind groups that I belong to is called Co-Abundance. And uh, they're, a, they're a group of highly successful entrepreneurs who have a net worth from zero to a hundred million. And uh, they were able to take me under their wing. When I was 24 years old, I found myself in one of the guys' um, in his house with 15 other guys. And I told them my story that I'm a DACA recipient and all this other stuff. And they were like, wow, Diego, if you have overcome all of those, we want to mentor you. And now I've been surrounded myself with 150 millionaires and I've been a fly in a wall from that perspective. Yeah. Um, in 
going to those events, hearing how they invest, hearing how they how they run their businesses so that now I get to leverage their experience and what it took them 10 to 20 years to achieve. It can take me two. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, You know, it's funny when we first met, you were a college student. You came to an event that I had been putting on called succeed faster. And Mm -hmm. um, we stayed in touch you then kind of got sucked into the world that, that uh, I was building around Build a Bigger Life. You came to the Build a Bigger Life retreat. What would you say were the biggest takeaways for you at the retreat? The biggest takeaways, which, I mean, it was an amazing event. And um, basically, so num- number one, the level of conversations and the level of openness that everybody had at the event allowed each and every one of us to to share what their biggest fears or biggest goals that we haven't shared before um, to put it out there and to just, and to have ideas of how we we can execute them. Um, That was one of the best things. Then what was one of my favorite parts was when you shared about how to, how to make the money irrelevant from that perspective. And you gave us, the two different options and ways of how we can do that. That was amazing because it will give us a plan on how to do it. Um, and the, the community in itself was, was awesome. The facilitation of it was, was great too, because in you uh, asking the questions of what were the expectations and the exercises yeah. and, um, that that basically it made us go deep which a lot of conferences a lot of events don't it's just like fluff or just like just things on level one but this one made us go to like level number 10 in really what we really want out of life yeah yeah it's amazing you know I, i find that whenever tears are shed people are getting real like there's vulnerability they're they're sharing uh, what they truly want and then, and then why it, it's meaningful to them and all that kind of stuff. It was just, it was really powerful for me and, and to be surrounded with guys like you. I have always said that, uh, that not I, this is biblical, right? Iron sharpens iron. But I love that, that notion that when you surround yourself with really quality people, generally good things come of that. And I find that you um, are one of those guys that that somehow you have attracted really, really quality people around you almost all the time. So I'm curious, do you have a way of, you know, of delineating those that you, you know, when you meet people are like, oh, probably won't add to my life a ton. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I've said like there are adders, subtractors, multipliers, and dividers in your life. Are you conscious of that in, in who you surround yourself with? Yeah, I, I totally am. And I like to give everybody a fair chance because I think that there's always something that you can learn from somebody, even if it's, oh, I want to be like this person, or I learned that there's no way I want to be like this person, like right. this other person, right? Um, so, but it's always, I give them a chance. And then throughout it, throughout the friendship or the conversations, things will go one way. And then after that, I don't go out there and I try to, um, I, at that point, I don't go out of my way to, to still keep it in contact with them or in connection with them. Yep. Um, if they want to meet up with me and schedule time to chat and all that other stuff, 100%. I'm always available. 
Yeah. But in me going out of my way, um, <clears throat> I, I give them one chance or two chances and then that's it. Yep. You mentioned, yeah. you mentioned a little bit about the, uh, tenant number six, making money irrelevant in uh, the <laughs> bill of bigger life blueprint. Um, but I want to talk about a video that you posted here recently that, that kind of pertains to that a little bit. You were talking about the percentage and I don't remember exactly how you phrased it, but what, what percent yeah. free are you? So the equation is that everybody should be a hundred percenter. hundred percent. Right now, a hundred percenter. And that's something that I learned from the GoBundance guys. Yep. Uh, their goal is that everybody should be a hundred percenter so that money becomes irrelevant. Right. Yep. But this is like the formula. Um, I am right now, let's say around 75, 70 percenter. But what that means is a formula of having your um, having your monthly expenses. I'm sorry, your passive income, money that you're bringing every single month, divided by your monthly expenses. Yep. And then taking the percentage of that. As an example, if you have 500 in a month coming in passive income, divided by 5,000, if you have that as monthly expenses, that equals one tenth. So you are a 10 percenter, right? And a lot of people get afraid for they really don't think that they can make money relevant or that they can't achieve financial independence because right. they, they really need a million dollars in order for them to retire or to do what they think that they really want to do. Sure. But if this formula makes it more achievable because if you know that you are comfortable paying like having $10,000 a month, 120 a year. And you just focus on increasing that percenter, um, like by 10%, 10% every year in 10 years, you will be, you can become financially independent and yep. be able to be making money from your assets and quit your job. If you want it to right? somebody that's 25 and they need 120 a year by age 35, they can do that. Yeah this is so central to build a bigger life, not a bigger lifestyle, because as you build a bigger life and you make money irrelevant by becoming a hundred percenter, um, you know, you're, as you make more money, your lifestyle can increase. But mm -hmm. for many people, their lifestyle is so big, they're working full time just to afford the lifestyle. And then they don't exactly. may, may not necessarily get to enjoy the life that they, they truly want. So um, mm -hmm. I always look at that as playing really good offense in making more money, but really good defense in keeping your expenses low. Are you of the same mindset? Are you are you a, a traditional minimalist out there, or or would you say you're not necessarily you don't necessarily fit that mold? Yeah, so I try to keep my expenses low. Um, that's for sure. I don't have that crazy lifestyle, but I do like to travel within the US because that's when I'm allowed to travel. So yep. I do I, I do travel inside the US um, maybe once a month um, for fun or for conferences. And that that gives me a lot of freedom. Mm -hmm. um, as an example, I always wanted to live in downtown Austin for for a while. Um, and but I, I was always like I do not I do not um, want to live that yet because I'm still building, right? Yep. But what I was able to do is um, last year, I lived on Rainy Street for six months 
and I I live on the eighth floor and with like a uh, high rise and and uh, and I, and I enjoyed it. But what the best part was that other people, my tenants from all my other houses, paid for that. And yeah. then now I'm back. But it but it was the it was the like I sacrificed in the beginning so yep. that whatever I was doing, other people are paying for my lifestyle, and yeah. that's like my 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 assets my investments are paying for that lifestyle and it's sort of like that quote from dave ramsey right he says if you live for two years like most people don't you live for the rest of your life like most people won't yeah um so i've taken that and with building a bigger life not a bigger lifestyle i always have that in the back of my head yeah my mind yeah so cool man what is the um what's the bigger vision for you what, like what, five years from now, what happens? Five years from now, right now, I'm, I, I want to basically use the momentum that I've been getting of sharing my story to, so that I can become more um, location independent based. I'm still going to yeah. be a realtor, but I'm leveraging all the connections to not just help people here in Austin, but all over the United States. Yeah. And that comes from me being a speaker, from helping millennials how to achieve financial freedom, from or like house hacking. So I, I created also a course to teach millennials how they can house hack so that in five, 10 years, they can achieve financial freedom. Yep. Um, and also in helping the dreamers, helping them buy homes, because there's a lot of people that get taken advantage of. Um, so I want to make sure that I am their resource. So Five years from now, I I will be working on those, like just having a lot of momentum on those projects, which I, which give me the fire to do what I do. What I heard in all of them is help. Ultimately, you want to be helpful to other people. It sounds like yes, I want to help and inspire them to show them, especially the Americans, that if I can do it, an undocumented immigrant from Peru, they can do it too. Yes. You know, I, I want to ask a question around that because uh, I find that you are where you are partially because of the challenges you faced. But I find mm-hmm. that there's a lot of people today that are really complacent where they are because they haven't had any challenges necessarily. You yeah. know, and even and even like challenging yourself to pay for school that created the freedom that you're able to enjoy today. Where if you are not faced with that challenge of trying to figure out how am I going to pay for school? You just go get student loans. You could be wrapped into a world that you're not excited about five, six, eight years down the road. So I'm curious, your, like, what is your advice to people when they encounter challenges or how to put new challenges in front of them so that they do push themselves out of their comfort zone a little bit? Yeah, I would say, first of all, they have to they have to know what they want out of life and they have to take a look around them and be like, okay, if I'm, if I'm constantly surrounding myself with people that are complaining or that don't have their goals, I need to step up and get a new and get a new peer group. So that's number one, get a new peer group because then the challenges become a little bit different, right? If as an example, if I'm hanging out with people that are always going out after, after work and eating and eating wings and burgers and fries and drinking beer, I'm going to be ordering that every time I go out with them. 
Right. But if I'm hanging out with a group of people that are constantly after five, after work, they go to the gym, I'm going to be going to the gym. Right. So I, I would say surround yourself with people that have those kinds of goals. Number cool. two, don't not compare, um, don't compare your chapter two in life with somebody else's chapter 10. Because yeah. on Facebook, people keep on putting their successes, but they don't put their, their, their failures. And right. you don't know that if, that if Jimmy or Joe, um, what it took them to get there, and then people are like, oh, I will never get there because it's too hard or I'm, or I, or I'm not going to do it or he's so lucky, right? right. But people like to put in the, the, the effort and work because they're very into the mindset now that they want everything right away. Right. That's the problem. They yes. don't. They want everything right now, and they what they need to have is they need to understand that life is a marathon, it's not a sprint. Yep. And when you look at that, then you begin to know. Okay, what are the actions that I need to take so that in five years, ten years, I will be able to achieve what I want to achieve? Yep. It's not going to be easy. And your friends most likely are going to think that you're crazy and are going to want to pull you back. So you have to be okay with not being average. If you say, oh, life is good, life is okay, but life is not great, or you're not achieving your potential, you're leaving a lot of opportunities on the table. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I mean, and, and I gave a little bit of tidbits here, here and there, but at the end of the day, it's like, I, I would like to tell people, like, if you want to achieve something big, have a why as well. Right. So that, because if not, people are always going to create excuses, right? I, oh, yep. I could have created so many excuses to not get to where I am now. Um, but I decided my why was my parents, was that sacrifice. Mm. And because I knew what rock bottom meant of yeah. coming to, to the United States and sleeping in a, in a one bedroom with my parents in a bunk bed, I knew already like, okay, it can only go high. It can only go more, more, more up from, from here. And yeah. if for whatever reason I, I had to go back to that, I know what it takes to start up again. So, but it's because of that why that I have that always helps me push forward. Yeah, that's amazing. Our, our mutual friend, Chad Carden, has the saying that if you run downhill long enough, you think you're an athlete. And uh, <laughs> you're, you're a guy who seemingly has run uphill most of your life. And that has made you an athlete um, because you, you constantly push yourself. And it's very cool to watch, dude. It's, it's like so inspiring to see a guy who the deck is stacked completely against you and you are making your life exactly what you want it to be, despite the circumstances. Yeah. Or because despite of the circumstances. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? At the end of the day, maybe if I didn't have those circumstances, I wouldn't have been able to get into like what the guys in abundance were doing. Right. But because I always come from bringing value to people, from being of service, yep. that has allowed me to, to, um, to be able to get invited to a lot of those situations, right? Yeah. Um, and that's something that we talked about at the Build a Bigger Life event where we went through that exercise. And I don't remember exactly the name of that, but it said that a lot of the opportunities that I get, a lot of the luck, quote unquote, comes from me getting invited. 
but I yes. only get invited if I show up 100% into those events, into those conversations. So it's sort of that quote that people say is like, luck happens or luck is when the opportunity meets the preparation. Yep. It's exactly that. All the efforts that I put in into reading the right books, into listening to podcasts, personal development, all of that, it, I see the results years down the road. That's a good segue. What are the, the books or podcasts that you listen to that have made a big difference for you? Yeah, so I would say the, the best book that changed my mindset, and this is the book that I mentioned in the previous podcast, but Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Yep. That book just doesn't tell you what to do, but it just changes the mindset. Yep. Think and Grow Rich. Recently, I just I finished um, Can't Hurt Me by mm. David Goggins. Yes. Man, that book, I'm like, that book, like, as he shares his story and how he ran a marathon with broken feet, I'm yes. like, holy crap, there's so much potential oh. that the human, not just the human body, but the human mind can achieve. We have no idea what we're capable of, right? I mean, I yeah. think that's the power of this this message and your message is, is that until you push yourself to accomplish something greater than you ever thought you could do, you won't know, right? And exactly. some of that is in asking the questions like, not how, do, how would I pay off my house early? How would I pay off my house by the end of the year? That's a different question. <laughs> that, that causes a whole different level of thought, right? Not how would I start a business, but how would I build a $10 million company in two years? That might be a different question. Um, so it's cool. Any, any podcasts that stand out for you besides this a one? Podcast? Yeah, of course. <laughs> besides this one, I like the, um, there's one by Matt Aitchison called yep. The Rich Life or Millionaire Mindcast. It's one of those. I think he's rebranding right now. Okay. But Matt Aitchison has had a great great guest in, in his podcast. Yep. Um, and then um, there's a new one called for anybody that's a millennial that wants to get into real estate. It's called the millennial real estate investor. Cool. That is a great one. Um, and then let's see, there might, there might be a few other ones, but those are the ones that I listen to the most. Yep. Um, self-made man is one that that it's awesome and what i like about that one is that one of the things even though the podcast is called self-made man it really talks about how there's nobody that has done everything by themselves there's mm. always somebody else and this is something that i that um um i went to this guy's house ty lopez um he's a guy that has a video this is me in my garage and has all the yeah, books. All and the all books that. and the cars. Uh, and the, yep. yeah, yeah, exactly. So fortunately, I, I, I got to go to his house, but he shared something that I will never forget. That He said that there is no self-made man in life. If you look at Steve Jobs, he had Steve Wozniak. If you look at Elon Musk, if he didn't have the partnership with Peter Thiel with PayPal, he yeah. wouldn't be to open up Tesla or Solar City of all right. of those, right? right. And so he challenged everybody. He says, if you just focus on every year finding the next who in your life that can take you to the next level, once a year, your life can exponentially grow. And that's what I've been focusing on and finding who's my next who. Dang, that's solid advice, dude. Who find your next 
who. Um, I may make that the final word. I I will say that I think there are a lot of these who's that exist that, that show up at the build a bigger life retreat. So for those of you out there that are interested in listening, um, and, and potentially in finding a mastermind group or an accountability partner, um, I highly recommend you check out the Build a Bigger Life Retreat. We have one come up in August in Sedona. Um, we will climb in the morning when it's cool. We will be inside in air conditioning when it's hot. And then we'll go enjoy the sunset with a margarita afterwards. Um, and then in October, we'll be in Destin, Florida. Um, Diego, I'm curious, one final question. What does building a bigger life mean to you? Building a bigger life to me means to live with live with integrity and living with a potential that I am choosing what I want to do in life, not being forced to do stuff by my situation. That is you to a T, man. You are a life architect through and through. Um, I love you, buddy. I'm glad to see the success that you're having. Everyone go watch the dude's YouTube, the TED Talk on YouTube. It it will blow your mind what he's accomplished in a very, very short amount of time with somewhat seemingly insurmountable obstacles. So Diego, keep doing you, man. I'm uh, proud to know you. Thank you, AC. Always a pleasure to chat. Take care. You too. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Every one of my interviewees has certain things in common, which I've summarized in the blueprint available at buildabiggerlife.com. It contains the nine core tenets extracted from each of the past interviews and will get you started building your own version of a bigger life. If you liked what you heard on the show, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Until next time.